Welcome to another week of Metaphys. I'm, as always, Yasmin, and I am thrilled to have the delightful Laura Kessenick at Metaphys Studios, vis-a-vis my house. <laughs> um, avid reader, go-to gal in all things media, kind soul with an infectious laugh, Hello. you'll see. And luckily for me, my boyfriend's sister, Laura Kessenick. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Yasmin. Um, you covered some of the things I was going to say. You got to speak um, up. Speak <laughs> up, Laura. Okay. Um, you covered some of the things I was going to say. Uh, I'm from Boston. I work in an office job. Like Yasmin says, I love media. I usually like to say that I am a lover of stories, um, whether it's TV, movies, books, anything with a good story, good characters, good dialogue. I obsess over it forever. I love that. <laughs> I love that estimation. Um, our topic is going to be monogamy, question mark. <laughs> um, why this topic? Uh, I think that I wanted to speak about this with Laura because I feel so connected to monogamy um, in a romantic relationship, but I'm open to discussing the whys with someone who is other. And I think rather than me describe what your uh, orientation <laughs> is, would you like to share sure. us? Um, so I historically consider myself polyamorous, uh, which is a term that basically means you're open to being involved in more than one romantic relationship at once. Um, a lot of people, of course, would say, isn't that cheating? Um, but it's not when everyone involved knows and consents to it. So that's the main stipulation, right? Yeah. It's like everyone involved has to be. Right. Has but to does everyone know and involved be okay. have and also to be just, polyamorous? No, not necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, also, I should say that some people don't like the word polyamory and prefer just non-monogamy just as a terminology point. I've always connected with polyamory, but you know, any, it, it just some kind of non-monogamy is okay. what it means. Fair. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you would still have to be, everyone involved would have to be okay with their partner being polyamorous mm -hmm. or non-monogamous. But um, it's not like you're required to date other right. people just because your partner does. Like maybe. It's not the army. <laughs> yeah. The what? It's not like the army. Like you don't. Right, have, right. You're not enlisting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have to just sort of be open to But we do have uh, levels and medals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, wouldn't that be something? Um, has this always been like your, your state of mind or your Yeah, your I, I would say it has been. Um, I didn't actually discover the term polyamory until high school, but I have a memory of probably like late grade school, middle school, reading a book series that had a love triangle and thinking, why can't she just be with both of them? <laughs> I love that. And, um, you know, so I guess I've always been wired that way to a certain degree. I mean, and I know your parents, so I know that that was not necessarily the model that you... No, so that's no, very, my parents are quite monogamous. Yeah, quite. I don't know. <laughs> I think I should... Uh, I should probably just say just they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. They're that's gonna really be like a qualifier. <laughs> what is weird Britishisms? Like, yeah. You know, I'll like put quite and very and slightly in front yeah, of yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I love it. I, I like it. It's just a, a, a offshoot statement. But um, 
So yeah, that wasn't necessarily your model like growing up. So that's yeah, definitely like unique to you. And yeah. So do you and think that's not, like inherent? God knows it's not a. Um, it's not the paradigm in the culture at all. No, I mean, <laughs> definitely not. It's definitely a monogamy heavy culture. Yeah. Um, I think, I think non-monogamy can be inherent, but doesn't have to be. I know people who consider themselves polyamorous who did not always, who were then, you know, later introduced to the idea Mm -hmm. and, you know, were like, oh, you know, I've grown to like this and, um, it works for me. Uh, so yeah, so I don't, it's not, it's not an orientation the way it's not hired, not necessarily hardwired the way sexuality might be like who you're attracted yeah. to. I think, I think it can be a it choice. It can be preference. It can be a preference. Yeah. yeah. But then there are people who are just like, it's not really a choice for me. It's just, that's it's what how you're wired. for me. That's how I'm wired. That's how I need to live. It's interesting. Like, yeah, I definitely like, I personally don't have very much connection to that. I mean, yeah. I also just I mean, dating back as far as like attraction or like even just like silly kid uh, dating thing, which yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you're even going on dates. It just means right. you say that you're dating when you're in right, school. Right. I had very little um, energy for too many friendships. Yep. And so I think that translates here too. Yes. I don't like a lot of complications. So yeah. I'm not sure that I'm like hardwired monogamous in the way that is maybe archaeological, like this mate for life maybe means like, don't yeah. leave me to die like, yeah. kind of thing. You know, <laughs> do you think maybe that's, that's where it comes from in, in culture? I don't know. I'm definitely not an well, anthropologist. Actually, I've read, I read a book called sex ed. Oh, I'm going to forget it now. Sex at the dawn of man or something. I, you know, we can put this in notes or something for the episode. Cause I'll have to look it up and make sure. But Um, It was written by these anthropologists who studied, um, you know, humans and also our, you know, close, um, uh, not monkeys, uh, our close cousins in the, in the um, evolutionary, in the evolutionary world. Yeah. And um, they actually concluded that we may not be hardwired for monogamy, because of, you know, this is very simplifying, like a whole book, but the upshot was kind of that they found that um, animals, the primates, primates, that's what I was looking for, Mm -hmm. primates that are wired for monogamy just form a pair and never stray, like with zero problems. And, you know, as we know from humanity, we're not that way, you know. No, that's very true. You know. And um, and their idea was that monogamy might have come around as we um, as we stopped being nomadic peoples and hunter gatherers and started settling down and becoming farmers and ha- and like owning land and owning things that they wanted to be passed down. Things that bind you to some extent, right? Yeah. And then when you're in a society like that, um, knowing that knowing that uh, your offspring is your specific offspring becomes much more crucial. Yeah. And so, you know, and there's problem. there's some pretty bad stuff around the way women became property and, you know, women's faithfulness was always quite bad. necessary. It was quite yeah, bad. Quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and uh, and women, you know, their faithfulness had to be ensured, and it didn't matter as much for men, you know, and we still yeah. see the reverberations of that to this day. But that was their contention, and, and it was interesting because in the book, they you know, at the end of the book, they were kind of like, we're not sure what to do with this. We, we the authors, are a married couple, and we don't, you know... Really, we, we're into, we mm-hmm. like our monogamy, you know, but they mentioned polyamorous people and how some people explore mono, non-monogamy and stuff, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess maybe the, I don't I can't give anyone a solution. That's yeah. definitely not no, what no. I do. But I think <laughs> what I would say just as a feeling, as a sentiment is yeah. that maybe then just explore. Yeah. Like the word you just said is, is great. Explore if you are feeling as though this may be more of a construct than yes. an inherent thing for yeah. you. And I don't know that it's like inherent, but I definitely yeah. know it's a comfort level that I don't mm-hmm. have too much uh, inner turmoil about. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's something that really limits me. Mm-hmm. I have literally no interest yeah. in another yeah. kind of situation. And I think it just feeds into it, not feeds it is reflected in so many areas of my life yeah. that I just tend to think this is just how I am. Yeah. I think yeah. it's how I and am. And that's, and you know, I personally, of course, have no problem with people being monogamous. You know, I don't think, I, mean. <laughs> I don't think non-monogamy is more, is better in any way. Um, and somewhere I was going at this. Uh, I have a problem with some people being monogamous because yeah. they need to, like, call it a day. But yeah. <laughs> it's just specific to them, right? Yeah. Um, and I th- but what I, you know, what I personally would sort of like to see is from society is non-monogamy being more of a possibility mm-hmm. and no longer or not as often thinking of monogamy as the default that everyone does. Right. And just, you know, to have it more in stories and media so that people are kind of aware, like, hey, you know, this is a thing. It has, you know, plenty of challenges. You know, when you include more people, there's certainly more um, possibility for drama. But, you know, there's maybe also different. more. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, well, and there's also, but there's also more possibility for reward, you know, or additional or other. Potentially. Yeah. yeah Potentially. It's, it's, it has good and bad things. Yeah. So it should be like something that's in your mind on the table, a possibility, not just like a, it shouldn't be felt, it shouldn't be thought of maybe as, um, like an errant occurrence kind of thing. Or this kind of weirdo niche group, which is pretty much what it is now. (laughs) Because so many people have the proclivity to have the behaviors without identifying as that, then I don't, calling it a weirdo sect is a little bit hypocritical (laughs) though, right? It's like, so we're cheating all over town and we clearly want multiple partners, poly partners, not mono. Right. Maybe you should examine what's going on there. Exactly. Um, And that's another thing that I would let, that I think could be helpful for people who only have the monogamy mindset to take without, you know, becoming non-monogamous to be able to take some of the lessons um, from people who are and apply them. Like probably my favorite example is um, that in polyamorous relationships, if someone is having jealousy, 
you don't then say, oh, well, you got to break it off with that other person you're seeing. Mm -hmm. It's more viewed as, oh, I'm having jealousy. There must be something going on in my relationship with that person that I'm jealous of. Why don't we spend some extra time together or, you know, do something special together, something that fixes the problem without being like, that means you're not allowed to see anyone. Right, because that can feel like a bit of a repression response. Right. 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 I do think, I mean, even it's in a monogamous a, relationship, right. I think that is, you're right. That's, like, that's what exactly saying. what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that's what you said at the beginning and, you know, I sort of <laughs> forgot. But, like, that is what you're saying, that, like, that could be the way you handle something in your relationship where right. it's like, this is a difficulty. It's, yeah. um a task. It's something you need to surmount. And the way yes. that you do that is discussing it honestly and yeah. say, I'm jealous. Not like you need to not talk to her, that person yeah, ever yes, again. Exactly, like maybe exactly. it's just like this person feel like makes you feel feeling, this way. And yeah, I'm feeling underappreciated or insecure for some reason. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out what that is rather than putting the blame on something external that may not actually be an issue at all. <laughs> no, I found a lot of success in that, yeah. in my relationship, yeah. just kind of saying the words, like, I'm feeling insecure. Yep. I'm feeling a little fragile. Yep. I am feeling a little yes. brittle in something. Yeah. Rather than just kind of a, having a defensive, dishonest uh, yes. response. And I think it's, jealousy is given such an ugly um, yeah. like connotation at this yeah. point that like I think no one wants to admit that they have it but it's also such right. a natural proclivity right yeah it's completely um, understandable when you're feeling threatened or insecure yeah and I do think that it's reinforced by when people do admit jealousy everyone is, has an aha response right where it's like so you're just being jealous and it's yeah. like yes I'm yeah. being jealous yeah. and jealousy comes from a lot of things it yeah. comes from the it's erosion of trust it comes from yeah you know, Lack feeling like you're, yeah, or you have something as simple as a routine being shifted. Anything mm -hmm. can cause this. And yeah. so to uh, treat it as though it's like, well, you're just this way. It's like, yeah. no, it's very natural. Or this person emotion. is the problem or this situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wanted to ask also, like, are there deal breakers that are specific? To poly to like, poly what, what do you mean deal Well, I think breakers? it's all probably different. But yeah. like, what are the no-no's? of a polyamorous relationship, or at least your um, polyamorous relationships? I would say, I mean, you know, you can still cheat in polyamory by being secretive. Mm -hmm. You know, that's definitely a no-no, because if you're sneaking off and having dates and not telling your partner, that's still cheating, even if you're poly. So it's in the lying, it's in the dishonesty. Yes, exactly. Any kind of lying or dishonesty, um, you know, obviously open communication is incredibly important in any relationship. And, you know, the more people you add, the more complicated it gets, the more important uh -huh. that communication is. So if someone is not able or not willing to have that communication, that would definitely be a deal breaker for sense. me. I'm just seeing more, like so many parallels. And of course, yeah. it's just a kind of relationship. Yeah. And you know, exactly. we're, we're maybe here at Metaphys going to help <laughs> to like make that, you know, yeah. something people are more aware of. It's just a yeah. kind of way of being in a relationship. And yeah. And it's very personal too. you know, different, um, Different people have different things that they are comfortable with. You know, it's not uncommon for... So there are people like humans involved. Right. <laughs> that right. are different. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, I was going to say, you know, although this is a... 
in the very small amount of representation that polyamory has in the media, this is a somewhat overrepresented type of polyamory, but it is common to have uh, a people who, you know, two people who are kind of primaries, you know, there's mm -hmm. all this terminology. Um, like first wife or like right, whatever. Right, um, Yeah, maybe the person that you're legally married to mm -hmm. or that you live with, you know, and they might be kind of a, a primary pair. And they might communicate and say, you know, these are our rules. This is what we're comfortable with. And that can vary from person to person. Like one, one couple might say, you know, we only... We, we like reserve our shared bed for each other. Mm -hmm. And another couple might be like, no, you can have sleepovers, like whatever, that's great. <laughs> right, I did have a friend who was in, uh, she, I guess, called it an open relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very uh, common. Whatever, but um, whatever you want to call it is fine. <laughs> you call it a banana. Yeah, we're, we're she was in a banana. <laughs> and um, she, her, their thing was that you make out mm -hmm. and you don't have sex right. with other people. Making right. out is fine at a party. Right. You don't, carry on a relationship although you can carry on a friendship yeah. yeah but there isn't some sort of like other situation yes it's just yeah that's open relationship random. is it like you wouldn't call that one probably polyamorous because polyamorous sort of specifically means you're okay with other dating so it is about it has to be other relationships and dating yeah like, or or you know open to it you don't have to be in them obviously to be polyamorous well, that's an important but, distinction um, though then. yeah yeah, yeah. So, it so is there's different. kind of there are sort of levels i guess yeah that's As where it, if you it, get high people. enough you get a medal that's that's where the medals come i like from. this reward <laughs> I, I i like a characteristic i like a good reward yeah, system right? you know i live in that sect i think um yeah i i I'm connected to the idea of maybe monogamy not being the cornerstone of my relationship. Yeah. I, I, I am a monogamous person. Mm -hmm. I feel connected to that. I don't think that I would be interested or enjoy the idea of adding other people and right. other um, situations into it. But I don't think that infidelity would be the highest level of betrayal for right. me personally. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm not a polyamorous person right. but I don't define myself by monogamy I don't right. define my relationship by monogamy yeah primarily I've definitely been in an unhappy relationship where I was like kind of questioning like yeah well I love this person what if this person was for this right and this other person was for that right and what I sort of realized and just trying to be really open and honest with myself about yeah. that was like that's just not how I roll yeah like yeah I would want to detach myself from like in the flesh from this person yeah. and move on and allow them to move on. And yeah. I, I really do feel wholly connected to a person yeah. and want to put that romantic energy into one person. Yeah. Um, and if that person doesn't receive it or I can't receive it from them, yeah. that just needs to be a fissure yeah. and that just has to be done. And yeah. But I did have to have that thought yeah. process where it, and that, there was an openness. That happens, I think, you know, pretty frequently with people who decide to be non-monogamous to some degree or other. You know, there are people who maybe have sexual issues that means they can't have sex very often or mm -hmm. don't want to or, you know, whatever. And, you know, they might say have, you know, seek outside sex and we'll have like a companionate relationship. Yeah. Or, um, Does that fall more under, like, open relationship, though, than polyamory, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, 
you know, I, someone's gonna tell me I'm completely wrong about these terms, but <laughs> my the way I they don't have a voice it, here though. So yeah, I know it's gonna be comments on my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the way I think of that, I think of it is that polyamory can include, you know, you can be polyamorous and only be having you know sex outside your relationship. But if you're not at all open to the idea of potentially dating someone, that probably wouldn't have having some kind of emotional romantic dating connection. That probably would be more like open, open relationships. relationships. You know, people it's don't use like that much rollover. Anymore, it's almost like a support system yes. to, to your relationship rather yes. than like. I mean, the way I'm thinking about it from what you're saying is, like, polyamory right. is more of, like, it's a philosophy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And having that openness to date outside. And if and if um, it's just for sex or just for, you know, activities or something, I mean, <laughs> I guess then it would just be friends. <laughs> Camping. But, <laughs> but it does kind of, you know, start that way, especially with sexual things, like one partner's into kink and the other isn't and, you know. Um, and then, you know, you never know if something can turn into more. And then maybe you're having mm-hmm. a discussion with your partner that was like, this started out as just a sex thing. And now I'm interested in this person and want to take it to a more emotional level. And that has to be okay. If you're in a polyamorous right. relationship, right. that has exactly. to be okay with your partner. Yeah. Z- yes. You know, yeah. that exactly. you may progress it because we've yeah. all agreed we're open to yeah. that. Right. Exactly. Whereas an open relationship, maybe there's just such Maybe there's just a kind boundaries. of strict boundary. We're this and, and they're that. You know, yeah. And maybe that can't be negotiated even if feelings change. Yeah. So. I mean, definitely with my friend who was in the banana, that was the yeah. case. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I feel like so much connection to what you're saying with how I view my relationship. Yeah. I, I do feel connected to the idea that like everything was a deal breaker is in the lying is in yeah. dishonesty. Yeah. I mean, not to say I'd be thrilled no, if no. Uh, my boyfriend went and made out with somebody. But I feel yeah. like making out with somebody. I would also yell at him for you. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. I expect you to. And I will, I will 100% make you do that. But um, I would be upset. I can't tell you that, that it would be a absolute, you know, yeah. rupture of the relationship. I, yeah. It would depend on a lot of factors. But right. I think if I did find out that there was a relationship, right. a lot of calls, right. plans, right. you know, just, I mean, a complete um, uh, dishonesty yeah. and a complete separate life. And, a, you know, it's interesting because I've heard I never thought about it as being about dishonesty before, but I've read that. For monogamous people, uh, you know, and I'm I'm not sure the source on this, so take this with a grain of salt. But um, I read that for women, they're more upset by the idea of an emotional affair, and men are more upset by the idea of a sexual affair. I have heard that. I also, I think to some extent that's true. Yeah. I do feel like most people have a pretty bad reaction to being lied to over a long period of time. But I do think that men (laughs) would fixate on the physical. Yeah. A bit harder. uh, The paradigm, you know, I I have to question it a little because I think that's the paradigm of our society where women's bodies are expected to belong to the man that they Mm -hmm. are romantically attached to. 
and women feel less like that and more like they want the emotional commitment. Yeah. That's, I mean, I definitely think that that is reflected in like our society and media and I, I think I don't like liars. Oh yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to say necessarily for you. No, no, no. I didn't. Yes. Bigger picture. Yes. I was just more investigating it further with like, yeah, I do think that's true. I think the idea of someone lying over a long period yes. of time would change my estimation of them yeah, much a lot more, more than, quit, than like somebody hooking of. up drunk. Yeah. Like that would be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Does that, do that mean again. that you have a discipline problem? <laughs> Does that actually raise yeah. terrible questions? Yes. Sure. But you, hundreds of texts, yeah. hundreds of calls, yes. emails, much trips. Worse. That is such a deeply dishonest yes. um, place for you to be in your life yeah. that I'm not sure that I could even try to. Yeah. That's a lot of work to do. Yes. And I'm just saying it would be a big endeavor to decide yeah. that someone who had that much ability to be dishonest, which I think yeah. I would connect with so much insecurity and so much need for affirmation. Yeah. It would just make me think again, like, yes. who am I dealing with? You know, I can definitely understand that. Not to say that I would not be pissed, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, about of course, the, the of former as, as not as much as the latter, but it's but not still. as, it's not as deep of a problem Yeah, or not indicative of necessarily it's possible as a in my mind, in my cells to think about getting over yeah. a hookup. Right. It is not possible for me to get over an affair Yes, because I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The reason it's not possible is to have no interest yeah. in that as a partner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, I'm sure I had other questions. Um, Yeah. Okay. I guess another question, maybe the last that I had, would would you be open to being in a relationship with someone who is a monogamous? Yes. Very staunchly monogamous. Well, okay. It depends on how staunchly monogamous we're talking. Um, I have definitely thought and realized over the years that um the amount of energy and time it would it would take to invest in multiple um romantic relationships might be more than I'm especially de- you know deep committed romantic relationships mm-hmm. versus a few dates or I see them a couple times a month. Yeah. Um, that might be more than I'm willing and able to really do. It would kind of have to be a case by case thing. Um, so I, I have definitely thought in recent years that I would be open to the idea of monogamy with the right person. Mm -hmm. Um, but they would certainly have to understand that, I'm not going to stop, you know, experiencing occasional attraction to other people, which I don't necessarily have to tell them about, but I'm not going to lie and be like, I don't Mm -hmm. think that person's cute. And especially with stuff like television and movies, like I sit there and scream at the screen like, oh, God, he's so pretty (laughs) when I like someone, you know, and. I don't know that I'm interested in having to completely turn that off. Like if someone is that degree Mm -hmm. of jealous that they can't deal with me just enjoying some hot celebrity, I don't think we're probably going to be a fit anyway. I mean, like kind of me neither. Like, you know, like (laughs) not to say that, I mean, I would never say that I, uh, what I'm saying is a sale and all, but I do think, and I do believe to some extent that it's a natural 
proclivity to be attracted to yes. other people. And yeah. do I want to talk about it all day long with right. my boyfriend who else is attracted to? Yeah. No. no. Do I incorporate it absolutely yeah. into like the reality? Well, like, of course, it yeah. attracts other people. I don't think that I want at all to delude myself. Yeah. like... Every time he sees another beautiful woman, he's blind, yes. blinded by love. The thing is, though, I think that there are monogamous people who feel that way, who want to kind of make a pretend world where their partner is never, ever attracted to anyone else and that any uh, mention or possibility that they might be makes them really upset. And no, I think I, that comes think from... True. Yeah, that and I think true. that comes from... And just a deep insecurity and, you know, who, who knows, many different factors could come into that. But, um, yeah, Again, so that would definitely... statement, I feel like that is the kind of relationship that ends up in infidelity often. Yeah. I think the amount of repression. Yeah. It's like if you drive somebody's natural proclivity yeah. to think that anyone else is attractive, which is, right. I mean, are we joking? Of course that's yeah, normal. Of like course other you've only ever found one person attractive in your yeah. life. That's, come yeah, on. that's I've never met another people person like, to like pretend that. Like they, you know, they can't stand like the mention of a partner's former boyfriend or girlfriend because, mm -hmm. you know, that's just the end of the world. And that's, you know, and I, it's like I, wanting I to live in a delusion, yeah. which I think, but gets more insecurity. The yeah. more that you subvert that for yourself and you yeah. don't really know anything about it. And it yeah. just, you make it bigger and bigger in your head. It's like yeah. this X becomes so big. Yeah. Whereas it could just be, yeah, this person liked this person. Now they had yeah. an experience. They found out it wasn't right. And right. they moved on. Yeah. Not to say that I don't have, you know, curiosity, occasional sure. jealousy about, anything yeah, ever. I mean, totally who are we kidding? Natural. Of course yeah. I have that. And of course I, I can, I can be like, stop looking at that person. You know, yeah. if you, I want you to pay attention to me, but the yeah. dialogue is like, I want you to pay attention to me. Right. Not like Let's this overall, this never, you're never yeah. allowed to ever think someone else is yeah. worthy of like, you know, having your eyes. Look and at I them. think, and I think like you said, that can lead to infidelity. I also think, you know, there are people who will be jealous to a degree where they're constantly inventing infidelity that they see in their head, you know, and mm -hmm. accusing their partner of infidelity that hasn't happened. And I, you know, I'm, I'm very against infidelity. You know, when I was, I, I was in like one monogamous relationship for a few months when I was 19, 18. And, um, I, you know, I would have felt horrible to, to betray that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think if that boyfriend had constantly been like, you know, what's up? Were you flirting with him? Like you sleeping with him? Blah, blah. I feel like eventually I might've been like, I'm just going to sleep with them. Cause you know, he clearly thinks that I am anyway. What's the point? What's the difference? <laughs> and like, maybe you would feel like a little, um, like, yeah, locked in and yeah. it, would, it would actually have the advert. It would work against that person. Yeah. Like controlling people can really backfire. Exactly. But I also think uh, repressing people can drive yeah. their tendencies underground. And yeah. the further underground they get, mm. I think the, the crazier that the it can it manifest. Is. Yeah, definitely. I just think if you can simply just allow people to like express themselves normally while trusting everything that you have yes. built, yes. there's a better chance, you know, that everyone feels respected, yep. supported, seen, yep. sort of allowed to some extent. It's like, yeah, remember when we were be. kids, like <laughs> if you were sort of right. allowed to do 
right. little, you know, indulgences yeah. and like a little freedoms, yeah. you're less likely to like, you to know, to go nuts. Yeah. Right. To fucking go crazy. Yeah. And with go crazy, I think we should uh, get the fuck out of here. All right. What do you Let's think? Get the fuck out of here. Would you like to get the fuck out of here first? Sure. Go. Um, I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks and this is, so what I want to get the fuck out of here is, um, a very specific thing that stand up comedians do a lot. I watch a fair amount of stand up, you know, on Netflix and stuff. I don't really go out to clubs, but I've noticed this tendency for stand up comedians, whenever they're doing a female's voice oh. it's always in the valley girl accent and i don't know i feel like in the 90s somebody decided that all that all women sound like this all the time and that's my exact register so i'm really offended <laughs> that's not true I, I know i sound like fucking daria that's a joke um so uh, yeah, and the really weird thing is that even female comedians I've noticed will sometimes do it. Like yeah. they're talking perfectly normally, and then I'll say, you know, and then my girlfriend said to me, "Oh my god, blah blah blah." I'm like, very few people actually talk like this. And Why? half of the people who talk like this don't really talk like yeah. this. It's, I don't understand how this became the default women's voice that almost all of them do. There are exceptions, but it's pretty ubiquitous, and it makes me so mad every time. I mean, I'm with you. Get the yeah, fuck out of they here. They need to get the fuck out of there Seriously, with that voice. Seriously, all y'all, males, females, everyone doing this voice, yeah. we don't sound like that. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. We don't sound like any of those voices. Oh, I, I know. mean, sometimes it's like this, like, nag, like, nag. Oh, like, the nag voice. Ugh, yeah. Oh, just awful. What do, you, what do you think you sound like to us when you're nagging? Great? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, nope. Whatever. I guess we do the bro voice a little bit. But not nearly as much. A little bit, yeah. And also, you know, comedy should go up, if you know that that term, that the, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, no, explain. Oh, it's uh, basically that a more... I thought you were just saying we should elevate comedy. (laughs) That too. Um, No, the, the idea is that it's more okay for a marginalized group to make fun of, you know... The, a group that's less marginalized. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for for men especially to do that voice for women is it's kind of cheap. shitty. It's yeah, cheap. it's like a white comedian doing, you know, an Asian accent or something. It's like, like a bully being like, there's the fat kid. Yeah. Like, it's like, great job. Yeah. Like, you managed to kick the person who's already down. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. We're all doing that societally anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, get in you don't need to do it. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Find something else to talk about and get the fuck out. My get the fuck out moment is not nearly as inspiring. <laughs> but I think some of you might have this problem along with me. It is the bill slide. Oh. Let me explain. The bill slide is when a cashier, by the way, part of my job as I work in a restaurant is cashiering, so I know what I'm doing here. It is handing you your bills and receipts on a cocked level on top of your hand with the coins on top, so they all just spill onto the counter. I know. It's infuriating. What is that? What is that? It's the worst. We all have two hands. (laughs) I have found great success. And please follow suit with handing the coins with one hand to one hand of my customer and handing the bills and the receipt to the other. Yeah. It's great. 
because then they have a fistful of coins and a fistful of receipt, and they can actually walk off of the line without having a mess that they have to now clear up and, like, hold everybody up and feel very embarrassed about. Yeah. Stop doing this. What is that? It's insane. Like... I, yeah, I used to, it's been some years now, 10 or so years, but I did work as a cashier, like in high school and college. I, I never once felt the need to do that. I put the change in their hand and then the bills and receipt. And the funny thing was, I feel like I remember people sometimes getting confused by it because they're so used to the bill slide. <laughs> Me too. Like you just you said do. that like you put the coins in one hand and yeah. the bills on top of that one hand. Right. The only reason I do it in separates is yeah. because of that confusion. Oh. People reach out with one hand and they don't want to hand me the other one. Right. So like I've just sort of learned to like overly be like, <laughs> take your coins first. And I don't even show, I almost want to like hold the bills behind my back and be yeah. like, here's your coins first, take yeah. them. Yeah. Now here are your bills. <laughs> nobody gets pennies everywhere. We all yeah. go home and nobody yeah. feels like I have to scamper and you don't end up with a bunch of change in your purse because right. you end up clotheslining it into right, your purse because right. you felt like, oh my God, everyone's like, I have to get out of the way. Yeah. Like it just, it helps the cashier because it can move on faster. Yep. It helps the person that doesn't end up with like a purse that is a freaking anvil of change. Yep. Like, get the fuck out of here. Why are you making a change slide? Yeah. Why? Like, why does everybody do this? It's the weirdest thing. And they need to get the fuck out. They do. And we need to get the fuck out. Yeah, we do. High five. That's that.